Hello and welcome back to The True View. In today's episode, I'm going to be talking to you guys about how the media is lying to you about what happened in Kansas City, and I'm going to be giving you some updates on the future of the show. I'm Drew Bennett, and you're listening to The Drew View. Alrighty, folks, welcome back to the show. Thanks for coming back for another episode. Today, the first topic I got to talk about is what happened in Kansas City. So if you don't know, on April 13th, there was a shooting that occurred where there was an 84-year-old man and there was a uh, 16-year-old, I guess, child who came up to his door, the wrong house, and was like trying to get in. And the 84-year-old man shot this kid a few times. Now, there has been so much, there is so much going on right now that is trying to paint narratives about what happened here. So let's go through a little bit of the details. So of course, the only reason this is even in the news to begin with, we should mention, is that it was an 85-year-old white man who is in the house who shot at a 16-year-old black teenager. It was really tragic what happened. And I think that a lot of this has to do more with like a misunderstanding. Like it has more to do with a simple accident rather than a malicious racist attack like the media is trying to portray. But what they're trying to do is say that there was this evil, vicious white man. It was just waiting for a black kid to come up to his house so he could, you know, fire a few rounds at him and kill him. Well, first off, That just doesn't seem to me like that seems to be a little bit disingenuous for the media to come out and say so boldly that 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 it was a, a blatant act of racism without having much evidence to support that other than it was a white man and a black boy. So it must have been racial violence, which is not the case. The only reason this story is in the news is because of the races of the two people. Again, people will continue to point this out. If the roles were reversed, this obviously wouldn't be the case. If it was white on white, black on black, anything other than the situation that occurred, it wouldn't be in the news and nobody would be blaming. If this was done any other time, racism would not be blamed for this because the facts of what happened just simply don't point toward racism. So this is what happened. Lester told police that he had just gone to bed when he heard his doorbell ring. So he picked up his gun and went to the door and he saw a black male pulling at the exterior door handle. So imagine your grandparent or your parent, whatever, they're living, you know, on their own or maybe with, you know, their wife or whatever, but there's no younger person in the house. It's just two older people. They had just gone to bed and they hear the the doorbell ring which is an uncommon occurrence. So, you know, they bring their gun with them to make sure that nothing's wrong. And when they get to the door, they see someone yanking on the door handle. The person who shot did not shoot because he saw that it was a black man. He shot because he looked like, from what he could see, that someone was trying to break into his house. It looked like someone was trying to break in. Now, that's where all of the people come in and say, oh, well, if he was white, he wouldn't have thought that he was trying to break in. And this would have all 
No, that's not how it works. When you see someone yanking at your door handle, not just, you know, a doorbell ring and waiting or ringing the doorbell a couple times and then knocking a couple times, that is different than somebody pulling at the door handle, somebody trying to get into the house. And if you don't know this person who's trying to get into your house, they look like a young, you know, there are plenty of times when even in my area, if I saw a bunch of you know, hoodlums, like race not mattering. If I saw a bunch of people trying to pull at my door and trying to get into my house after I had just gone to bed, I'd be freaked out myself. Now, I don't walk around with a pistol on me, but I'm just saying, like, I would also be freaked out. And I think that when you're 85 years old, you'd be even more freaked out. Might be a little bit lethargic, might not really know what's going on. You'd definitely be freaked out. So this poor old man who is probably just trying to protect himself. And again, we don't know every single motive behind it, but the fact that we're so quick to point to racism instead of just, well, this guy might have thought that someone was trying to break into his house, which when someone's pulling at your door handle at night, when it's dark outside, he can't see who it is. It's not like a family member who's knocking and waiting or somebody who's calling you and saying, hey, let me in. No, it's somebody that's ringing your doorbell and then yanking at the door handle. There is a difference there. There is a difference. Now, you know, we've had people in our area that'll do this. They'll either bang on the door and it, it startles you. You know, you you jump up and you're like, oh, who's who's at the door? And, you know, usually it's somebody who's like, you know, ding dong ditching or whatever. Call it what you want. But when they leave, it's like, oh, OK, well, nothing to worry about. If I saw someone that was banging on my door and then they kept pulling at the door handle, I'd be like, like, I'd be inclined to think that someone was breaking into my house as well. Nobody does that. Nobody bangs on your door or rings your doorbell and then starts yanking on the door handle. Unless it's somebody who is up to no good. Now, this person, I feel super bad for this 16-year-old. He probably had no bad intentions. He probably came up, I think it said he was trying to pick up his two siblings and he got lost. But if you don't know where you're at, you got lost and you think you're at the right house, but you don't know probably the worst thing you can do is to ring someone's doorbell and then start yanking on their door handle. Even if, I mean, could you imagine how much worse it would be if the door was open and not locked and this person got into the house? Could you imagine that? If someone was, could you imagine you had just gone to bed and this person was in your house walking around looking for their siblings or whatever, and you wake up and you just find this, this teenager who, who knows what they're up to? Like, obviously, he was not up to trouble, it doesn't sound like, but the fact that you would have someone like that walking around in your house would freak you out. It would freak an 85-year-old man out for sure. So I think a lot of it comes down to we just need to look at this and have some empathy for the person who didn't come into this saying, I, you know, I'm sitting on my porch waiting for a black man to come by so I can shoot him. No! That's not what this is about. Stop trying to blame racism. He didn't kill the guy. He shot at him twice and then immediately called the cops. It's not a situation where he fired at him 42 times and then left him for dead. He shot him twice, didn't kill him, and then called the cops. I don't understand how we are so quick to blame racism when this is something that could be a totally innocent situation. This could have been two innocent people 
that had a big misunderstanding. There was the gentleman, the 85-year-old gentleman who was thinking somebody was breaking into his house. And there was a 16-year-old who was trying to get his siblings or whatever, whoever he was trying to pick up. This is not a example of racism. There are racist people out there. And there are probably some instances where something like this could happen. And I would say, oh, yeah, you know, that's that's probably racist. But this is not an example of that. This is an example of the media trying to ignite another race riot in America to fuel, you know, get everyone's emotions all uptight and then for them to go protest and burn down buildings and steal Nike shoes. Like, why are we so quick to incite these riots? Because that's what you're doing. When you blame everything like this on racism, you know whenever something happens and there is mention of racism, there's always going to be riots. It's happened since, uh, you know, back when President Obama was in office. Ever since then, any time either something, any sort of white on black crime occurs that even has the slightest scent of racism, even if that was not the case whatsoever, we have huge riots in the cities. And we are. We're having, there were riots already. And I think that we just need to stop being so quick to have knee-jerk reactions without having all of the evidence in our at our fingertips. There, yes, you could say that there was a racial component to this, but what is your evidence that it was a racial component other than the fact that the guy knocking was or the guy yanking at the door handle was black? There's no other evidence to prove that, oh yeah, well, this was a really racist guy. There are racist people out there. I understand that. I don't think we have a systemic racism problem in this country, but I do think there are racist people out there. I'm not ignorant, but I think that this is not an example of one of those. And if it is, at least they did the right thing and shot them twice, didn't kill them, and immediately called the police. If he would have shot him dead, left him there until somebody found him, then yeah, you know what? That was probably, that was definitely racism. But what happened was not. I don't think that it was. And the fact that the media are so quick to hop on this and to ignite all of these people and get all these people all ready to go riot over something that probably had nothing to do with racism is beyond me. It's just ridiculous. Why can't we have some sympathy for both parties and say this was a big misunderstanding, just as if it happened in your community and the races were reversed or it was black on black or white on white? You would say the same thing. It's like, man, I feel bad for the 85-year-old because now he has to live with, well, he probably has to rot in prison now. But also the fact that he shot somebody who he thought was breaking in but wasn't actually breaking in. And then there was somebody at the door who was there for an innocent cause, not causing trouble, and he gets shot. So again, I feel for both people. But what I don't feel for is the media that are trying to turn this into some racist attack when that's just simply not what the evidence shows. What I tend to say is, okay, put maybe not put yourself in those shoes, but imagine if it was your grandparents that will now be spending the rest of their life rotting away in prison because they thought that somebody was breaking into their house and they wanted to protect themselves. If there was somebody that, you know, they go on about how he's unarmed. 
or, you know, how the 16-year-old was unarmed. And again, you know, he wasn't there for a problematic cause. But if you see somebody after you just went to bed, it's nighttime, trying to break into your house, and you get up, and you're, I mean, if you're an 85-year-old person, and there's a younger person that's probably a lot stronger than you, like, they could beat the snot out of you, rob you for all you're worth. They could, I mean, it doesn't take, you know, it wouldn't take a firearm or a knife to kill an older gentleman who, you know, when somebody is that old, they probably are not going to be able to defend themselves with just their hands. They're not going to be able to, you know, push a unarmed person away. No, they'll get the snot beat out of them. So, yeah, you could argue that he, well, he met the person at the door with deadly force, even though the person at the door did not have any sort of deadly weapon or deadly force to use on the 85-year-old. I understand that, but I'm just saying if you, if that person's intentions were to break in, I'm just saying if, because that when you're in the mind of an 85-year-old man who just went to bed, knowing that you're pretty defenseless and someone's trying to break into your house, you have to think that if you try and get in the way, someone can beat the snot out of you. Someone could kill you without needing a weapon. Someone could break into an 85-year-old person's house, take things from them, and then either not hear them or you'd be able to put up a good fight against them and knock them out, knock them unconscious, kill them, whatever. And you wouldn't even have to use a deadly weapon. So I understand. You just have to sympathize. You have to see it from both sides. I see why people are, you know, I see why people are upset over this. It, it is a very upsetting situation where two things happened. It just didn't. Neither of the two things went well with each other. Should the 85-year-old man have shot the guy? Probably not. Should the guy have been yanking on the door handle trying to get in? Probably not. I, you know, I, I have some sympathy for the kid again, because if you push somebody's doorbell, usually someone who's trying to come rob you is not going to ring your doorbell. So again, that's, that's something on that defense. But again, when you just see someone yanking at the door handle, maybe that person was thinking that nobody was home. You know, I'm just trying to see it from both sides, something that the media absolutely will not do. They will jump to a conclusion before any of this. You know, it could have been a situation where an 85, the 85 year old, you know, he was slow getting up. And so, you know, they rung the doorbell and then they waited for a little while for someone to answer. And then the 16 year old was like, why is nobody answering and shook the door handle while the 85 year old was just coming around. The 85 year old could have thought, well, he rung the doorbell to see if anyone was home. And when he realized that nobody was coming to the door quick enough, he was going to break in. So, I mean, I see it from both sides and it's something that I wish the media would do a better job of. They would just be more understanding and be a little more sympathetic with others, even though it might not fit a good political narrative for them. Alrighty, so I've been mentioning, I mentioned yesterday and then at the start of the episode that I kind of have an announcement I want to make about the channel. And unfortunately, I haven't got to the point where I'm going to be able to expand to YouTube yet. There's still some logistical stuff I have to figure out with that. But something I do want to start doing is once a month, my goal is going to be to have a section called Drew Debates. 
Now, if you're thinking about a debate such as ones that we've seen between Trump and Biden, that ain't going to be what you're going to see. That's not what's going to happen because I'm not focused on gotchas. I'm not focused on sound bites. There's not going to be a moderator who is trying to twist the questions into favoring whoever they want or anything like that. What it's going to be is two people sitting down and having a conversation about it's just going to be one issue at a time. It's going to be uh, one week. I'll talk to somebody about abortion and I'll we'll have a debate on that one week. We'll talk to somebody about the Second Amendment and, you know, we'll kind of flesh that out. And there are there will be different topics that come up and I'll try to keep them relevant with the news. You know, whatever is in the news, I'll try and do something that's kind of relevant with that. But sometimes I'll just have them where it's not necessarily there's no good time to have it or bad time to have it. So I'll just throw it in and it will be an interesting topic that is just kind of out of the blue. But what I want to do is I want to sit down with people and have conversations where we can learn from each other. And I'm not necessarily looking to change people's minds. I'm not because the sad reality is so many people are stuck in their beliefs. And it is hard to argue or debate somebody who doesn't have the mental capacity to expand their ideas beyond what they believe to be true. They don't have the wherewithal to even hear other ideas and say, oh yeah, well that's interesting. I didn't think about that before. There are some people who are just so stuck in their way of thinking that they're just like, oh, nope, you said something that I disagree with. I'm not going to listen to anything else you have to say. I'm just going to defend my position and then go about my day, which is fine. If you're not going to have your mind changed, that's okay. But I do want my listeners to hear both sides of issues. With that being said, if you would like, I'm going to be hosting on my social media a list of issues. And all you have to do is send me an email, send me a direct message on any of my social medias, a private message, whatever, about an issue that you would like to have a little bit of a debate about. There's no really given time limit. You know, it could be we we can talk about something for 10 minutes. We can talk about something for two hours. I'm obviously not going to put the whole two hours in a podcast or I'll cut it up over a couple days or whatnot. But essentially what this is, is it's just going to be a bonus episode once a month, probably released on a Friday or Saturday. And I'm just going to talk to somebody and have a conversation to kind of get to the bottom of why we believe what we believe, kind of uh, what we do agree on, what we don't agree on, where our differences occur. And it's all going to be done in a way where we keep it civil with each other. And maybe we learn something, maybe we don't, but hopefully at least the people listening can gain something from the conversation, whether that be a new fact that they learned uh, that supports their argument or something that they learned that refutes their argument that gives them some food for thought. So if you are interested in that, I want you to do this. If you go to my website, thedrewview.buzzsprout, that's B-U-Z-Z-S-P-R-O-U-T, buzzsprout, so thedrewview.buzzsprout, Dot com and it's all buzzsprout's all one thing no spaces no hyphens anything like that thedrewview.buzzsprout.com just like that if you go to that website 
you can find my social medias. If you go on your phone or on your laptop, it should be at the top of the page. And you will see little icons for Facebook or Twitter or Instagram. And what you can do is go to either of those three and and or you can email me. And what I'm going to do is I'm going to list issues that I want to debate. I want to have conversations about. And if you are really passionate about one of those issues, if you want to just have a conversation about one of those issues, we don't have to, you know, if you email me and ask, you know, you can ask more details, whatever you want. Just let me know what issue you're interested in talking about, debating, whatever that may be. And I'll sit down and we'll have a debate. We'll have, it's almost a a quasi debate. It's more of like a interview debate where, again, I hate calling it a debate because the debate sounds like, oh, I'm going to, you know, we've kind of, uh, we've corrupted what a debate actually is, but we're like, we're trying to introduce our ideas to each other. We're not just trying to cut each, you know, bite each other's heads off the whole entire time. So there I will be listing all of the different issues I'm willing to have a debate about. And if there are more that you can think of, I want you to also email me and just, or, you know, direct message me, private message message me and just say, hey, would you want to debate this? And I might say, yeah, sure. I might say, well, I don't know enough about that. So I'm not willing to debate that. But either way, I think it'll be very helpful. And again, it really helps me learn some things too, because at the end of the day, I'm 18 years old. I don't know all that there is to know about every given issue. Learning from different perspectives is good. And I think that, hey, if you're, you know, more of a liberal person or a moderate person, and you really want to strengthen your arguments, this is probably the best place to do it because I'm a, as many people would want to believe, I'm a naive young 18-year-old, so maybe you'll score some some points for your side if that's what you're interested in doing. So if you want to debate that you probably have the best chance of winning, it's probably against an 18-year-old teenager who uh, likes to talk about politics for fun. So go ahead, email me, let me know if there's anything you want to debate or check out my social medias, get some ideas, whatever you want to do. And then if you're watching this show and you're a conservative, because I don't think a lot of liberals watch my show, but if you do, I'm glad you're here. Let me know what you want to talk about. But if you're a conservative or a moderate, maybe send this episode, maybe send, uh, maybe not the episode because they might get offended, but maybe send either the episode or one of my posts to them and say, hey, would you be willing to go on and talk to Drew about whatever? And I think that would just be really cool. It'll be a great segment. We'll learn a lot. You guys will learn a lot. I'll learn a lot. Hopefully, even the person I'm talking to learns a lot. But we'll do that. It should be fun. It should be entertaining. It'll be a good time. There will be no, you know, in a perfect world, there would be um, no yelling or screaming because I feel like at that point, If you have to yell or scream to try and defend your point, you're probably on the losing side of the argument. If you just say what you want to say in a calm tone, that usually sounds like a more confident person who doesn't feel like they have to raise their voice to prove their point. I'm guilty of it, although it's just because I want to emphasize points, and the only way to do that is to talk louder into a microphone because you can't see my face or anything like that. So at the end of the day, I do want to try and get some of these debates in. 
So if you have anybody, if you know of anybody that you think might be interested, whether that be a teenager, whether that be an adult, whether that be anybody you can think of, I would love to sit down with them, have debates about different issues. So let me know, have them let me know, anything like that. If there's someone you want me to reach out to and ask, uh, send me their information. I'd love to reach out to them and say, hey, you know, would you like to have a debate about anything? But I think it should be fun. I can't wait to hear from some of you guys. Hopefully we'll be able to start this up here and I don't know if we'll be able to do it this week, but maybe next week and we'll start something. I don't know, maybe releasing one a month or whatever we can do, but I think it should be fun. It should be interesting. We'll learn a lot and I hope you guys will enjoy it. But with that out of the way, that's kind of all I have for you guys today. I'm going to go ahead and get into my closing prayer Dear Heavenly Father, thank you for this day that you've given us. Thank you for this platform that you've given me. I just thank you for my audience. Just bless them, be with them. Help the words that I say to be a reflection of you. Help me to be a light of you to those around me. I just ask that you help me and my listeners to be more like you in all that we do. In your name we pray. Amen. As always, you know what to do. Be sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcast. Share the channel with your friends. It's a big help for me and growing the channel. Let them know what's going on over here. I can't wait to see you guys back here again tomorrow. And until then, stay blessed.